Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Screen Time Podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Luke. And today we're going to be talking about the first four John Wick movies, because the fourth one just came out. Oh yeah, it did. We're going to go through the first three, full spoilers, no warnings, anything, because those are all at least four years old. When we get to the fourth movie, which we will not talk much about before we get to it, we will do spoiler-free for a few minutes, give ample notice... And then hop into spoilers. Correct. And I think we just start off with the first one. Let's do it. Like we've been doing in the past. Yep. John Wick 1, simply titled John Wick, is incredible. Oh yeah, it is. So much fun. That's the thing about these movies, is the enjoyment comes from just like a Mission Impossible movie, where you're like, let's watch Tom Cruise do some stunts. It's... Let's watch John Wick kill some people with some guns. And that's uh, the draw of the movies, and it, spoiler alert, all of them deliver. <laughs> amazingly. Do. I just watched the first one again not too long ago, mm-hmm. and there's a scene at the beginning where he takes a shower, and you see his back and like his tattoos and stuff, and I couldn't help <laughs> but think, like, oh my goodness, you're going to go through so much pain and physical torture <laughs> yeah. across the next bunch of movies. And boy, does he. What a simple premise for a movie. Yeah, There's a hitman who has his dog killed, so he kills the Russian mafia. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> I, will, I will say this, though, and I know there's a lot more like emotion behind that dog, his mm-hmm. wife's final gift, and... You know, something to care about so that he can have love in his life type of thing. So that he can't doesn't have to grieve alone. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. But also, that's the cutest dog on the planet. Oh, yeah. Even, like, even <laughs> if you're not a dog person, when that dog dies, you're like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Not that I think anyone would think that killing the dog is good. No. But, but the dog showed up, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's such a cute puppy. <laughs> It's gonna die. It no. Is. Yeah, it was very sad. Well, here's here's a little tidbit for you. I don't know if I've ever told you this, so you might be finding out for the first time on air. Uh, do you know the relation between Chad Stahelski and Keanu Reeves? Chad Stahelski is the director of these movies. I I do not. Chad Stahelski was Keanu Reeves' stunt double. Oh. For the Matrix movies. Interesting. So going into these movies. To expect well-done stunts and action choreography would not be incredible. a bad move. Yeah. No. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. Now, even just looking at this first movie, which is way tamer than the other ones, it's still pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. When uh, when he has his first gunfight in his own house, and he's like shooting through shelves and like hopping around corners and taking out the baddies. Mm-hmm. Exhilarating. It was pretty fun. A note that I did take down was, so I watched all of these movies in preparation for the fourth one. I haven't seen them before. But I've heard a lot about them. And what I've mainly heard is stuff from the next two movies. But watching this one, I was a little underwhelmed <laughs> by how... I guess basic most of the gunfighting was it's pretty just it's pretty much just John 
walking around shooting people. There was a scene at the end where he's in a car shooting people. That was pretty cool. But I, I do also The think... action is great though. I'm not dissing it. I was just like, huh. Yeah. That's what it is. I, I do think a lot of movies did take from this too, because this is twenty fourteen when the first yeah. one came out. And we've definitely seen some really good action movies since then. Yeah. And there were good action movies before twenty fourteen as well. But I think that this inspired kind of a gun fu kind of movement. <laughs> yeah. You know what I like about the first one that they completely scrapped for the rest of them? Is kind of the muted color palette yeah, that, that they cool. have. It it provides like a nice tone for the movie. And it totally wouldn't work for the next three because they get so outlandish yeah. that to have like a very serious tone would kind of feel a little strange and it would feel like they're taking themselves too seriously. Yeah. But in the first one, it works. Oh, absolutely. And it kind of makes it. it makes New York feel kind of like, like grim and dirty. And that's yeah. really cool. Speaking of which, I love the foundation of like the Hitman assassin universe that exists specifically in new york where like he goes to like different places and drops like a coin down and oh this is where he gets like sewn up from a knife wound and this is the hotel that he goes to and they expand on it again a lot more in the later movies yeah but for just the foundation of what it is really well done that's that's something that's really cool about these movies is so this first one it's He's retired from this business of being a hitman, and now he's kind of going back into it. Not into the business, but just into that area so that he can kill all these Russian people that he's mad about, or that he's mad at. Uh, And then in future movies, it shows him kind of getting back into it. And all the little things that we saw in this first movie that we didn't really think about too much get a lot more explanation in the following movies, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I also, I love so much the lore behind John Wick as a person. We're like, near the beginning of the movie, John Leguizamo kicks out the Russian kid from his car shop. Yeah. And then his dad calls him like, hey, what what are you doing? Why are you getting so mad? He says, well, he stole John Wick's car, sir, and killed his dog. And just, the Russian dad, Vigo, goes, oh, and immediately understands yeah. Because everyone knows that messing with John Wick is the biggest no-no that you could ever do. Yeah. <laughs> and just like the uh, the line that comes up a few times is like, John Wick is a man of focus, commitment, and sheer will. He killed three men once in a bar with a pencil. A freaking pencil. And just the idea that like, this is just being whispered all around the assassin yeah. community. And he's just, like, they call him the Baba Yaga, which I wish is what they'd call the the fourth one. But, whatever. That would be cool. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the idea of the Baba Yaga. And just this, like, myth built behind the guy, which, yeah. as we see, is not uncalled for. He's a very deadly person. It's true. But I, I really enjoyed just the idea of everyone knows who he is. And all, everyone's terrified of him. Yeah. And how we see people that he's worked with before kind of come back. And in all of these movies, he meets people and is like, oh, this is my old friend. Yeah. You know? Which is assumed that he worked. Uh, which Willem Dafoe was in this movie. He plays Marcus, one of his old colleagues. Love him in this movie. Oh, he's great. Uh, there's a scene. There's a scene 
where John Wick is sleeping at the hotel or resting in in his hotel bed. Yeah. And a sniper bullet shoots beside his head on the pillow. And I'm like, how did he miss that shot? What's going on? You know what I'm saying? And then a girl comes in trying to assassinate him. And then it isn't until later that I actually made the connection. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. So he shot beside him to alert to him. To wake him up. To wake yeah. him up to, so that someone else is coming. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like that he gets hot. Willem Dafoe gets hired to kill John Wick, and he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And he, like, wa- like you see many times, he's got just the perfect shot just to take him out. Yeah. But doesn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Oh, this is something I really enjoyed <laughs> as well, is there's two interactions in particular in the first movie that I find particularly hilarious. Uh, the first one... <laughs> the first one is after the gunfight in his house when John Winston kills everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cop comes to his door, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. And they just have a very simple exchange back and forth. Hey, John. Hey, Jimmy. Noise complaint? Yeah. And just stuff like that. That whole interaction just puts a smile on my face. Yeah. Especially because he can see all the dead bodies yeah, in his yeah. house. You know, and, like, the first time you watch it and you see, like, the, the police lights on the other side of the door and you're like, oh, what's going to happen? Just a guy who knows him. Just a bro. Don't even yeah. worry about it. <laughs> yeah. The other one that I enjoy is uh, when he's going after the kid, Yosef, and he goes to the club and he points the gun behind the, the bouncer's head, Francis, and they have just a quick discussion, like, how's the family? Doing good, things. Why don't you take the night off? And this just big mountain of a man just walks away yeah after a friendly discussion <laughs> uh i yeah i enjoyed that i wish they would have done that a little bit more in the other movies i know jimmy comes back but yeah i love just the silly like this could be a very serious interaction but just two dudes chatting yeah <laughs> oh, that's pretty good we've mentioned it already the action scenes in this movie are pretty good. I really yeah. like the first scene in his house. I really enjoy when he's going after Yosef in that club. Mm-hmm. I think they call it the Red Circle. Maybe. Um, oh, this is something that happens in all these movies. Is there's gunfights that happen in like clubs where people are just grooving oh, yeah. to the music. <laughs> and people are being shot left and right around them. And so many people are completely oblivious to what's happening that, like, a man will shoot a gun two feet beside him and they're too busy grooving to realize (laughs) that people are dying unless they get, like, blood splattered on them and then they're like, oh, wait, what the heck just happened? (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. And I will say this, is that the club scene feels like a a bold move to have an action scene in. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of all the the noise and the lights. It, it feels like it could be very easy to be distracted or, or lose focus of what's happening. But I feel like in all the movies, especially the first one, you're very aware of like where John is. Mm-hmm. And at the important parts where any of his enemies are coming at him. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe you don't always see them, but that also adds to the suspense a little bit you know that guy over there could be trying to kill him but you don't know until they come at him yeah 
all of the action is very easy to follow what's going on. Yeah. And that's pretty sweet. Now I do have one bad thing to say about the first John Wick movie. What? I think that the the fist fight at the end between John and Vigo is stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Especially watching it this time. It just felt kind of unnecessary. John should have just shot him. And then he wouldn't have got stabbed in the gut. Yeah. Yeah, it felt... I think in that movie by itself, it works okay. But having seen the other ones and where it goes after this, it just feels like he's a little bit weaker in the moment. Which, fair enough, he's pretty tired because he's been fighting for quite a bit, but... yeah. He feels a little too weak that some old Russian guy can overpower him in a punching match. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't have a big problem with it. And I did kind of expect a more hand-to-hand fight to end the movie. Because I was thinking of this movie as a solo movie while I was watching it. Yeah. Because I'm like, I didn't think that they thought they were making any more at the time. Maybe they had plans or ideas, but... I doubt that anything was set in motion Definitely. right away. <laughs> so it was kind of interesting to watch it, not thinking that it's getting a sequel. And it does kind of feel, it does feel like a solo movie. Oh, absolutely. Which I think is pretty cool. I mean, the movie ends with him kind of dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, at the end of the movie, I he, he goes to the the shelter the animal shelter, and looks around, you know, he gets some medicine and whatnot. And a I, new puppy. I did think that he's just straight up stole someone's dog, because I couldn't, <laughs> I know he looked at a chart and then took it, but I couldn't read anything that was on it, but it turns out that that dog was about to be euthanized, so he's a hero. Darn rights. And then I was less awkward about that scene than I felt during the moment. What what I what something I did enjoy about the first movie I'm we're almost moving to the second one. But what I did enjoy about the first one is there's the one guy, Victor, who's like Vigo's right hand man. Uh he's he's the one that's always like, Can you please speak English? I can't understand you speaking Russian. Oh yeah. And he kinda of feels like uh to use like video game terms. Like he feels like he's gonna be like the mini boss that mm. John's gonna to have to take down at the end. But it turns out that he just, just sucks at his job. <laughs> I think he just yeah. gets hit by the car and then shot in the head and that's that's all that that fight is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Before we go to the second one, I can't believe that John Wick hasn't been turned into a video game. I know, that's so weird. Especially when we watched the fourth one, I was like, I can easily see how like each segment of this yeah. movie would be a different level. Yeah. And especially when we get to the fights where, in 2, 3, and 4, where multiple people are coming in, essentially yeah. in waves, Yeah, <laughs> it's like, this is a video game! Yeah. And man, like, okay, we're going into the second one. Imagine playing a video game where you walk into the museum with seven bullets in your gun, and you have to take out the entire room <laughs> by, like, throwing your gun, or using your fists, or stealing other people's guns, or throwing them around. 
That would be yeah. so cool. Would I would be, cool. be terrible at it. Oh, I would be awful. <laughs> I would suck so bad. I, I'm not good at video games. No, me neither. But that'd be an incredible game to make. That would be. I would get it. So uh, get on it. It's video game companies <laughs> <laughs> that I totally know about. Yeah. Yeah. John Wick 2 is a freaking blast. John Wick Chapter 2, I'll say. Yeah, okay, there you go. That's a better title. John Wick 2. Yeah, I agree. It is very fun. Yeah. There's a sequence... Well, there's multiple sequences that are pretty fun and exciting. The action sequences. Uh, But the one I'm thinking of specifically is the sequence that cuts back and forth between John walking in this location and then John walking in this location. Now we get John walking in this other location. And then it keeps cutting back and forth between these different locations as he's walking... And then noticing somebody, and then getting attacked by somebody. This is when he then... comes back to New York after Rome? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, I guess that is near the end. Or. That's like halfway through the movie. Yeah. But that's That's a cool. great sequence. Yeah. That's when we get. We get to see him use a pencil. It's true. And that was pretty sweet. The action is definitely a step up in this movie. Oh, yeah. And it's. They definitely get more creative with it, too. Mm hmm. Whereas in the first one. It was pretty much guns. A yeah. little bit of hand-to-hand. And an awkward fist fight. Yeah. <laughs> but now he's using pencils. He's, like, climbing on, on a sumo wrestler to shoot him in the head. Yeah. Something that I think is really cool is they introduce the idea of, like, a bulletproof suit jacket. And that makes for some incredible sequences. Because... Part of the charm of John Wick, I think, is that he's dressed to the nines the whole time. Yeah. And it's so cool watching him, like, lift up the side of his jacket to block bullets as he's running and <laughs> yeah. shooting. And, man, that's so unique. I, I I wouldn't have thought of that. I'm not a professional writer, but I wouldn't it's have... pretty cool. I would, it looks so good. <laughs> yeah. One thing I think is also cool about that is sometimes he gets shot and he's still... Like, he'll still feel the bullet... Oh and yeah, get knocked back, and that's what I love about these movies so much. Is yeah, he's definitely the best, but he's not invincible and he's yeah. not perfect. He gets shot, he gets stabbed, he gets hurt, he gets tired, and something that okay, look at times it's definitely unrealistic how many <laughs> bullets he shoots out of one magazine. Yeah, but I do love that he does reload his gun. Yeah, and he like. Runs out of bullets in the middle of a fight and then has to reload as well. Yeah, Whereas reload. I feel like in so many movies, they'll have like a pistol, which would hold in real life like eight bullets. Then they'll shoot like 70. And then for the last shot, like, oh, I gotta take out the big bad guy. And then conveniently at that moment, oh, I have no more bullets. Yeah. For dramatic tension or whatever. Oh, there was a scene where John Wick reloaded his shotgun. Oh. As it, when it was pressed up against somebody. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. The entire sequence at Rome, I think, is really cool. From when he arrives and he goes around, uh, he meets up with the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, the one who calls the Guardians a bunch of a-holes, and they discuss the guns that he's going to use, and they're talking about it like, ooh, what shall we have for dessert and for the main course? That's who that was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I love that whole conversation. Or even just the 
the way that they're talking about like the suit that's getting made for him. Yeah. Uh, like one for the day and one for the night, and you know, like what kind of style do you want? Tactical. Ooh, that was a good line. <laughs> uh, just like the world building again, another step up. I think this movie's a great sequel to the first one because it just oh, yeah. kind of like builds off of it really yeah. well. Um, the whole action sequence from from watching him go to the catacombs to get in, and you mm-hmm. watch him like stash the shotgun and the rifle in dark spots that are you you wouldn't see, and then getting in and and working his way. To the sister that he has to kill. Yeah, that's interesting. And then his whole gunfight the whole way out is thrilling. Yeah. And we talk about the club scenes where, where, you know, everyone's just grooving as people are dying. This one's particularly funny because on the stage where the musicians are performing, John Wick shoots a guy in the head and he's definitely dead. And everyone goes, yeah! And starts cheering. And I'm like, that's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. And that catacomb fight scene is really cool. It is. And I love that he starts off with the pistol alone, and then he gets the rifle, and then he upgrades to the shotgun partway through. Very cool. Yeah. And it leads to, like, a subplot, I guess, with Common, Common's character, Julian? Julius? Caesar? Cassian. Oh, Cassian. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where they they fight a couple times and those fights are pretty good I enjoy that <clears throat> after the first time they fight they wind up in the hotel so they have to stop fighting because they're on continental grounds the rules yeah. and then uh, Cassian buys them a drink and says considered a professional courtesy Yeah. then in New York they fight again which is a, a pretty decent knife fight in the subway car it was which ends with John stabbing him in the chest. And being like, look, this knife's like in the, in your heart. If you take it out, you'll die. If you leave it in, you can go to the hospital and I'll take care of you. Yeah. Consider it a professional courtesy. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you something else I like. So, essentially, we're led to believe he doesn't die. You know what I like? Minor spoilers for John Wick 4. Because he doesn't come back. Yeah. I like that they left him out and didn't bring him back. I thought that was good. Yeah. I loved his time to shine in John Wick 2. Yeah. And then when he was done, he was done. And I appreciate that. And that's something else I enjoy about these movies. is when someone dies, they stay dead. Yeah. No one comes back in any of these movies where it's like, Oh, you thought you killed me two movies ago, but actually you just shot me and it missed all my vital organs somehow. And now I'm back with a revenge mission to kill you. Yeah. I'm happy that doesn't exist in these movies. Yeah. Because it's totally plausible that that would happen in a movie like this. Yeah. Thank you for not doing it. (laughs) In John Wick Chapter 2, we are introduced to the Bowery King. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Played by Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah. And I'll say this. (laughs) The acting vibes of Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne are not the same. <laughs> but they go it's together perfect. so well. Oh, yeah. John, or Keanu, I guess, doing kind of a stilted acting job with, like, gaps in his words and 
I don't even know how to describe his performance. But his kind of rugged, I guess, yeah, thing going on. Stiff. Where, whereas Larry Fishburne's coming in over the top with <laughs> just bellowing laughs and and poetic delivery of lines. And it goes together so well. That's perfect. Also, unbelievable that the only two projects that those two have collaborated on is The Matrix and John Wick. I know, it's weird. More. Yeah, like, just more. make something else to put the the two of them back together. And I don't throw Carrie Ann Moss in there, too, if you want. Yeah. But they work so well together. It's true. Yeah. They so do. good. And I also enjoyed... With the inclusion of his character, the idea of, like, a kind of separate network running in New York City, which is just every homeless person on the streets actually an assassin. Oh. And, like, a, like an observer for the Bowery King. Yeah. And they're all, like, they have a, like, a soup kitchen, quote-unquote, that they go to, which is just loaded with guns and money. Yeah. And all their, like, homeless outfits are just all covers. And when, like, Lawrence Fisherman goes back inside, he puts on, like, a silk house coat. <laughs> it's awesome. It is. What else did you like about this movie? Okay, my favorite part about this movie is probably the last 15 minutes. Because John Wick finds Italian guy, I can't remember his name, Santino. John Wick finds Santino in the Continental. And after all this time, and of all this time and, you know, suffering that we've had to watch John go through in this movie, we want him to kill Santino. We want Santino to die. I'm, I'm done with him. You know what I'm saying? But of course, they're on Continental grounds, so he can't, because that disobeys the rules. And Winston just tells him, just walk away, John. Just walk away. And then John pulls the pistol and shoot Santino right in the head which is not good right you know oh yeah uh oh that's not good but oh that's good (laughs) (laughs) good riddance and that's something else I think these movies do really well is the villain in all four of them are just awful and to watch them lose or die feels so good yeah (laughs) oh yeah, it, you know that something bad happened when, when Santino gets shot, but also it's just a little bit bittersweet. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> there yeah. we go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. And credit to the people who play those characters, because, man, are they the worst. <laughs> yeah. They do a great they do, job they of do, being hated. They do terrible so well. Yeah. I like Keanu's run at the end, when he gets... Excommunicado. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. It had a very good ending to set up the next sequel. Whereas the first John Wick was a nice solo movie. And then, oh, we're getting a sequel. Sweet. Which is a great sequel as a follow-up. But this one is definitely setting the grounds for we're doing multiple parts now. Like, this is going to be a story that continues over a couple more movies to come. And, And at that, though, I do feel like they did wrap up this movie story enough while setting it up for another one well that's the thing is they each movie kind of has their own individual story yeah but 
aside from the first one, well, kind of all of them, they do follow like one narrative of yeah. John Wick and his time getting back into this business. That's true. And, and uh, consequences of that. But they all have individual stories in them, which is pretty cool. Minor spoiler for next week's episode. But there are some movies that we'll be talking about that definitely believe that they're getting a sequel, but they don't commit to finishing the story of that movie first. Yeah. And then it's done, and the credits start rolling, and you almost don't believe that the movie's over because kind of nothing's happened. Yeah. But that doesn't happen in the John Wick movies, and that's pretty cool. That's true. Especially in the second one, because the second one definitely is a cliffhanger ending. Like, Mm -hmm. by the way, John, in one hour... Everyone's going to try and kill you. Yeah. So, toodaloo. Yeah. John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, which means prepare for war. Mm-hmm. Because Winston says that. Yeah. With like 20 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. That's the name of the movie. Yeah. Crazy. Man, I wish they would have given the fourth one a, a subtitle. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they'll do it for the fifth one. Maybe. This movie's pretty good. Yeah. Keeping on the the terrible people as villains. Well, this one actually kind of has one of each. There's the adjudicator. Ugh. I hate her. She's the worst. Yeah, she's awful. We're also introduced to Zero, who's like a... Oh, yeah. A, he fronts as a sushi chef, but he's actually a kind of Yakuza-style assassin. Who ends up working with the adjudicator to to take out those who assisted John Wick in his terrible deeds. Yeah. Zero's pretty fun. He is. And I'll say this. At a few points in the movie, it feels like they're going to overdo the goofiness of Zero's character. And I think they cut it off just at the right moment. Just before it goes too far. Yeah. But you can definitely feel them pushing that line a little bit. I enjoyed it. Yeah. That's definitely closer to the end of the movie. When he meets John Wick in person. And then confesses to being a huge fan type of thing. Yeah. And then their little discussion after their fight. That's probably... uh... If there's going to be anything that's not working, it's after... John Wick stabs him through the chest and he goes, Hey, John, that was a pretty good fight, huh? It's like, you can just die if you want. Yeah. Don't worry about me, John. I'll be right there. Yeah. But I did did enjoy him. Yeah. I enjoyed what his character brought to the movie, which was some really cool sword fights. Yes. And that's something I liked. The inclusion of in this movie is more than just guns. Oh, yeah. There's... I mean, we got more than the guns in the second one. We got a pencil, too, but, like, there's lots of blade action. There's also horse action. Yeah. Gun action. Yeah. Motorbike action. Dog action. Dog action. Yes, that's true. Oh, and I'll say this. I'm not sure what inspired the decision, and that, that makes it sound a little negative. I'm not upset. But in the third movie is when they decide that... A man's crotch area is open season in these fight scenes. <laughs> yeah. In the second one, there's a scene where John would kind of like slides under a guy and knifes him right in the nuts, and you go, "Ooh, 
Ouch. (laughs) But in the third one, oof. Everybody, watch out. The dogs just (laughs) bite so many nuts. John Wick's kicking dudes there. He's shooting dudes there. He's throwing knives there. Yeah. It's not comfortable (laughs) being a guy watching those movies. just like, oof, I'm thankful for what I have. Thank you very much. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, especially with the dogs. That would hurt so much. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Unreal. But I did I did enjoy those action sequences. Oh, yeah. With the dogs and with Halle Berry. Very cool to bring her in. Yeah. And I think she did a great job. She did? Uh, it's cool to see someone who like did action movies a while ago and hasn't been super involved in that genre for a while. At least not in noteworthy movies. She was in Kingsman 2, but she was, like, the tech what, X-Men? person. X-Men was a long time ago, man. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's good to see her come back. Yeah. And, like, she's still got it. Yeah. Like, she doesn't... Everyone involved in these action sequences, and lots of them are stunt people, so good for them. But even, like, the actors and actresses that are performing are doing a good job. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like, oh, we're going to invite someone in to play John Wick for a little bit yeah with Keanu Reeves. It's, no, we're going to bring them in and they're going to be dropping bodies left and right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. I I enjoyed the, uh, the variety of locations in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it was cool to see Rome in the second one. Was. But the reality is that most of that movie does take place in New York. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Also, I kind of forgot that they went to Casablanca. Oh, yeah. That's the name of a movie. <laughs> Which has nothing to do with this movie, but... Yeah. Also, it's a place, aside from being called a movie. Yeah. That's okay. Whatever. It's fine. I enjoyed meeting the Elder. Oh, yes. Kind of the guy who's, like, the head of this organization. Yeah. And, like, this is, like, who John Wick has to go to... If anything's going to work out for him. Yeah. And kind of that journey was exciting. It leads to a pretty... Dis- well, in this movie there are more disgusting moments, but it is pretty gross when he chops his finger off. I don't know, you yeah. could have just maybe pulled your ring off. You know? Like, no. anyone would take their, <laughs> their ring off. No. We had to go Lord of the Rings with it, I guess, so. Yeah. It's the way to do it. There's like reference that some people might not get but whatever that's okay i get it yeah Yeah. i get it so that's what matters yes because we're every person yes (laughs) so gross moments there's a scene where john wick slowly inserts a knife into a man's eyeball (laughs) and as but as zoomed up oh yeah as gross as that is that fight sequence is awesome that fight it, sequence is one of my favorites in all four movies. Yeah. So cool. It's cool because, you know, we're, we're watching a bunch of action happening here, there, and everywhere. And yeah. we get to a part where Jonah runs upstairs to, like, this storage place, maybe a store. Yeah. Kind of unclear. And he he gets a gun, and he's ready to use it, but it doesn't work. And yeah. it's kind of cool because he, pull, he pulls apart, like, four different guns and uses different pieces to make a new gun. Yeah. And then loads in the bullets. That was pretty cool. That was. Because there's kind of an implicit knowledge that 
John Wick knows about guns. But to see him actually getting his hands in there, pulling things apart, is like, yeah. oh yeah, no, he really does know what he's doing with this. And that was pretty cool. Even though he only used it for one shot. Yeah. Which was also really cool. Yeah. <laughs> with him continually going through the different places to see where the bullet was. Yeah. Until he got it so it's on the one shot. It was pretty cool. It was cool. Yeah, but it, it also leads into a sequence where it's just a bunch of guys throwing knives and axes at each other. My favorite part of this entire thing is at the end of it, there's a guy laying or sitting down on the ground, almost dead, and then way off in the back, you see John would come from the side of the screen, and he's just slowly raising an axe over his head, and then just chucks it at the guy. <laughs> oh, He could have left him. He wasn't going to go after him. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Brutal. Or him just having a handful of guns and throwing one at, constantly at each other's backs. Yeah. Or there was uh, one guy that John was fighting. He grabbed him, you know, when he was fighting with him and wrestling. And then another guy was trying to throw knives at John, but he kept throwing knives into the back of the guy he's working <laughs> with. buddy, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's that's this movie's entertainment. It's finest <laughs> right there. Oh, that's the best. And you know what? Like the the story moments in this mm. movie, in all the movies, are pretty good. Yeah. And you know what? It's enough to carry you over, oh, yeah. but you are definitely just waiting for the next time that bullets and knives start flying around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, something I enjoyed about this movie was at the end, when they get to the Continental and they realize, like, John Wick's not going to kill Winston. Winston's not going to kill John Wick. They're like, we're going to fight i guess yeah and uh they bring in the next level of opponent which is uh high table soldiers i guess in full body armor yeah and they have to use like creative methods to take them out that was cool that was pretty because they have to like shoot them like in the joints and weak spots of their armor and what i particularly about that fight is that they get sharon the concierge yeah in on that fight. Yeah. And it's cool just seeing him step in being able to do something. Yeah. Uh, we are aware that the actor died, and we'll talk about that when yeah. we get to the fourth movie as well. But may he rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, but he... He's really cool in all these movies. He is. But I really loved him doing an action sequence in this one. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. This movie also ends with perhaps the worst CG in any of these movies where John Wick gets shot off a roof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I've seen, like, footage of, like, they actually got someone to, like, fall off of things, but it might have been that they stitched together either Keanu Reeves or his stunt double falling off of three separate things and then stitched them together because at some point there was a human that hit like the roof and fell to the ground or whatever yeah but it doesn't look very good no and I look I don't want to be nitpicky about it but for the incredible number of stunts that they pull off in this movie and look no shortage of VFX either most of it looks really good oh yeah like, they have, like, motorcycles flipping over and exploding and crashing into each other. That was sweet. You didn't do that in real life. You'd yeah. be killing people. <laughs> I know you didn't do that. Yeah. 
So it just it just stung a little bit that that was like the one thing that didn't look good. Something I kind of enjoy, I do enjoy, is that in these movies, kind of the the number two, the mini bosses, if you will, mm-hmm. in most action movies would be a very tall, bald man with a big beard who probably doesn't speak English, who can just withstand like shots to the heart, yeah, and not be phased and. Grunt's like, ugh, me angry, ugh. I appreciate that that's not what they do in these movies. In the first one, it's a total coward. <laughs> in the second one, it's Ruby Rose, who is not only a woman, but is mute. That was cool. Ruby Rose isn't mute. But... Her character is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and in the third one... It's uh, two Japanese guys who are also fans of John Wick. Oh, yeah. And they fight him with knives. But they also respect him so much that, like, if he gets knocked down, they're like, no, no, take him in, stand up. We're, we're really excited to fight you. Yeah. And I like that at the end, after he, like, throws them both through some glass and they're both almost out, he's just like, good fight, see you later. And they're like, all right. And they just lay back down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I enjoyed the uh, kind of the break from what you would expect by certain roles in these movies. Yeah. Up to a point. Are we ready to talk about the fourth one? Yes. All right, we're going to do some non-spoilers first. What are your general thoughts about the movie? Okay, my general thoughts. I think that the fourth one is awesome. Okay, it's almost three hours. I'd say about two hours of that is just purely action. Probably true. <laughs> and it's not boring for any of it. You know? And you know what? It barely feels like three hours, too. I know. Like, I knew that it would be longer. Yeah. And there's maybe a couple parts where I could have been a little shorter. But It was but... like, that could have been shorter, but I'm not mad that it wasn't. And at no point are you like, oh, man, this is so going. Yeah. They use the runtime well. Like John Wick does donuts in his car around a bunch of people and shoots while shooting them. And it keeps going. And then it keeps going. And then it keeps going. And at no point was I'm like, okay, we can move on from this. It was awesome. It's glorious. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, yeah. We didn't really mention about the third one. But the third one, I think, was a step up, especially in terms of action, from the second one. Fourth one, step up from that. Yeah. It's like they've been taking like what they've learned, you know, stuff that they've done, we'll do it again. New ideas, we'll do that too. Yeah. And I don't want to get too bold here, but there's definitely one sequence that is the coolest shot, like cinematically shot, action sequence. I you, know the, I you know the one that I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Definitely. That that's one of the coolest. I don't I don't want to say shot, <laughs> coolest filmed yes action sequences that I've ever seen. Yeah. Bad Boys for Life had a pretty cool sequence where. Uh, so the third one. Yes. Where there's a character on like the first floor of a building, and there's bad guys on the floor above, and so the character like looks straight up with the gun yeah. and is shooting through they're sealing the bad guy's floor to take him out and the mm. camera rotates 90 degrees mm. and is moving along 
Yeah. And it looks very cool. And there's a scene not exactly like that, but, you know, changing the perspective that you're watching the fight from. Yeah. Really. And it goes for quite a while. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and they nailed it. Oh, they yeah. nailed it. Yeah. Uh, they go to Osaka, Japan, yeah. Yeah. for a little bit. And we get to visit a different continental hotel. Yeah. Uh, and we're introduced to some new characters who we won't talk too, too much about. But, as you know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do, actually, yeah. <laughs> but it was great seeing, like, other locations in this universe. Yeah, especially just, especially a different continental hotel. Yeah. That was sweet. And just the idea that, like, the whole planet is in... Not everyone necessarily, but the high table and the continental and, and this network just exists Globally. around the entire globe... Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's a global network. It is. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, it's also very intimidating and kind of scary to think about, but... Thank goodness it's fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> uh, we're also introduced in this movie to a character that they call the Tracker. Yes. And we'll dive into him in spoilers, but he was a really cool character. Was. And... and his inclusion in the movie felt really deserved and, like, important. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Skarsgård plays the villain, and oh boy, is, is he, he hateable. hateable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just, you can't help but want to, like, from the first time he steps on screen, you're like, oh, I cannot wait for you to get murdered. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Please. Please die. <laughs> yeah. The action is incredible. It is. I've already said that. Great build from the previous movies. The story... We haven't been talking about the story too much, but I think the story does build well in this movie, too. Absolutely. They use the characters well to, like, help drive the story as well. Both the story they're building in this movie, but also establishing some backstory as well. Yeah. So that was very cool. It was. VFX, pretty solid. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about at all? The music. Oh, yeah. The soundtrack. Very cool in all these movies. Yes. And particularly great in the fourth one. Are we talking about soundtrack? What soundtrack? Like the score. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the fourth it, The fourth one has the best. Probably. Of them. It, it's cool because it's kind of like this uh, electronica Call of Duty. Western. Sounding. There yeah. was a bit of Western in there. Yeah. yeah. It it's hard sweet. to compare it to anything else, but... Uh, other than video games, again, make a John Wick video game. Do it. As I was watching this this movie, I'm like, this whole thing could be a video game. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, super cool soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And really amped up the action sequences. Oh, yeah. Here's what we'll do. We will announce our ranking from worst to best. Worst to best, in how, well, how we would rank the John Wick movies. Mm-hmm. And then we will go into spoilers. Yeah. What is your ranking? We'll just do numbers. From worst to best. I can go first. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> you might not like it. Hey, I'm 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 a tolerable guy. I I accept worst what... to best? Yeah. Okay, this isn't worst, but it's just it's like the last the least good. The least of my favorites. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
All because they're all look, great. We both agree. All four of these movies are incredible. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, it's like saying your least favorite kind of pizza. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I'm scared. Okay, <laughs> go for it. Two. Uh huh. Three. Uh huh. One. Uh huh. Four. Four is your favorite. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you ready for mine? Yeah. Three. Okay. Four. Yeah. One. Two. We have one in the same place. <laughs> one is both our second favorite. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right. Are you ready for spoilers? Yeah. We'll give the listener a brief moment to Clunk pause away from the and episode. exit. And we'll start off light. Yeah. Let's talk about the tracker. I love this character. Yeah. And what I thought was particularly cool about him is that he's someone who who always seems to know where John Wick is and is able to follow him in ways that even like the higher ups of the high table can't figure out. And something that I thought was cool in the casting of that character is that the actor has very large eyes. Mm-hmm. And with him being a black man and his eyes being white, they're very noticeable how big his eyes are. And that makes it kind of, you know, figurative that he's always watching and he can see more than the average person. Mm-hmm. His part to play in the action sequences was really cool. Yeah. And I like that he was like at a different, a higher skill level than a lot of the goons that were coming John's way. And I like that part of his, his motive at the beginning is he wants to kill John Wick mm-hmm. to get the bounty but he's waiting for it to get higher. Yeah. So he's protecting John Wick so that John Wick can live longer so that the so that he can get more get money. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he has lots of good scenes in this movie. There's one where him and John Wick are fighting and John Wick has the chance to kill him, but sees that this the tracker who has a dog is his dog is about to die, get shot. So John Wick attacks the person attacking his dog instead. And that kind of changes the tracker's mind a bit yeah. about John. And we'll get to the setup of kind of the finale of the movie in a bit. But all of our characters are kind of sitting at this high spot, you know, watching this finale go down. But the tracker kind of just goes and sits on a bench and watches it from down below. Yeah. And it's pretty sweet. All of his reaction shots during this, which we'll get to. But yeah. Alright. Because I don't want to sound like I don't like the movie, I'm going to get through some of the things I didn't like first. Okay. Now I mentioned the idea that they didn't go traditional with the mini boss. Mm-hmm. I think they dropped that in this movie. Where there's kind of two. Scott Adkins, who's like a very prominent stunt figure in Hollywood, plays Killa. He's the very fat dude with the golden teeth. Oh, yeah. And I think that he takes too long to die. <laughs> In the and fight, now, maybe. I like that sequence, though, where they're playing cards. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I like that. And I think the reality is, is if if he wasn't Scott Adkins, I think he probably would have died by John Wick killing him with a playing card, which yeah. would have been pretty cool. But they have to, like throw blows with each other for too long and it just seems like oh yeah of course the really big guy would be the one that could 
you know, throw John Wick off of down two stories into water. The rest of that fight, where he's fighting the dude with the axes, I love. Yeah. I just... And the, I, I don't necessarily... The fight looks really good, though. Oh, yeah. Like, where when he's in the waterfall, Oof. and he, he grabs Scott, and he's punching him in the face in the waterfall, it's really cool. I do agree with you that he took way too long to die. And I honestly do think that he should have died by the card. Yeah. Because it would have been a, a unique death. Yeah. But... So that, that one... It's a fair point. It was cool. Yeah. I wish it had been a little different. Just throw more goons his way. Yeah. That's that's the coolest part to watch. Anyway, I'm I'm not going to complain anymore. <laughs> the other one is that guy in the gray suit who is about to kill the tracker's dog before John shoots him. Yeah. That dude, like, quote-unquote, dies, like, six times. <laughs> like, he gets shot trying to shoot the dog. He gets thrown through a car. He falls down a flight of stairs, comes back up to the top of the stairs. And I'm like... I didn't like that. And he wasn't connected enough to John Wick to justify him coming back all the time. It's just he happened to be, like, the Marquis' head goon. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, just just kill him. Just die. Like, the idea is that everyone in France is coming to kill him right now. We don't need one guy to keep coming back again and again and exactly. again. Yeah, I do agree with that. I, I, do we, every time he showed up, I was like, Ugh. but it didn't make me dislike that about the movie. I just thought it was kind of annoying. Yeah. There was one other thing. At the beginning of the movie, I, I said to myself, you know what's great is that the mini bosses are so unique. And I also appreciate that there's no moment in any of these movies where John Wick gets hit so hard that he has, like, an out-of-body experience and sees his dead wife again. (laughs) Now, here's the major spoiler of the movie, is that John Wick dies at the end. Yeah. Supposedly. It's confirmed for now, but they could definitely make him not dead if they want to. Don't do that. Don't do it. But... Leave it. For all intents and purposes, he is dead. And right before he dies... I went, oh no! And lo and behold, it it shot to a vision of him of him just hallucinating him and his wife again. I, I like that. It. I was like, oh, I had just talked about how I I was so happy that they didn't do that. That was different. <laughs> I think that was good because that was showing us that, like visually, he's this is he's think he's thinking about his wife. You know, he's gonna yeah. go see his wife again. Finally, find peace. Because the beginning of the movie starts with his wife dying, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The beginning of the first movie starts yeah. with his wife dying. And now it ends with him thinking of his wife and going to see her again. It could have been cornier. But I, I had also told myself two hours before that I was glad that they didn't do that in these movies. Yeah. I like that scene. Yeah. Those are my big complaints about the movie. Yeah. And it's not even that bad. Because I did enjoy this movie. And the sequence, I can't even call it a sequence, just the whole chunk of the movie between him getting the new suit from the Bowery King in Paris and his journey to get to the the church yeah. by by six in the morning. In so good. Incredible. Yeah. So I spoke vaguely about it in non-spoilers. I'll go into details now. There's a sequence when he's fighting in a house. Where the camera goes bird's eye view looking down. It almost looks like a clue board. Because mm-hmm. you can see the walls and everything and the doors. And it's just John versus 
all these goons, most of whom are firing like incendiary shotgun rounds. That yeah. was a cool addition. That was cool. And they're shooting through walls and through cabinets, and people are flying left and right in and out of frame. Yeah. And it went for quite a while, too. Oh, yeah. A long time. Super cool scene. Yeah. It's also cool because it would shift back to, you know, the camera being very personal, you know, on the characters, like a normal movie shot. And then it goes back up again. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. For a second time, I'm like, oh, we're doing round two. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. The other sequence... I think he calls him a sequence. Is just the entire fight that happens on that staircase. Oh. Right before the duel. And man, oh. You watch him fight for like 10, maybe. Oh, that might be overselling it. For quite a while to get to the top of the stairs. And then he gets kicked all the way down to the bottom. You know what that made me think of? What? Hot Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where he's falling down the cliff, and it cuts to another shot, and he keeps falling, to the point where I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be a comedic scene. Well, I'll say this: I think that it could have been comedic very easily. They could have made it very silly. There was people laughing in the theater at that scene. Um, I think they played it off well enough, though, where he had enough like rolling momentum at each like break in the stairs that yeah. it justified him to continue falling. Yeah, I mean, if you laughed at it, whatever. But I don't think that it was so silly and goofy that it ruined the tone of the movie. No. It, it was not at all like the hot yeah. rod scene. But it no. just made... it. I thought of that while I was watching it. And man, just how heartbreaking was it just to watch him go all the way down. It's like, <sighs> oh. Oh, no. But it led to the scene with him and Donnie Yen fighting back up the stairs. And here's the cool thing that they haven't done in these movies yet. So... Willem Dafoe was established to be kind of, like, buddy-buddy with John Wick. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned, like, the shot in the pillow beside him to let him know mm-hmm. that Assassin was coming stuff. But they never really fought together. And in none of these movies, uh, maybe a little bit with Halle Berry, but yeah. they're kind of both doing their own thing. This was two guys who are friends, who are, like, going... There's a very clear, like, geographical destination. We have to get from point A to point B... As soon as we can, yeah, and we're fighting together to both get there, and just watching them like help each other out and like fight together was so cool, man. Uh, yeah, Donnie Yen was just so cool in this movie. I also love that he's he basi- awesome. He's basically playing Shirt Imway, yeah. his character from <laughs> Rogue One, a blind guy who's really good at fighting. Stared over with the gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was pretty sweet. Uh, why don't you tell us about? The guy whose name I can't pronounce. <laughs> Are you talking about Hideki Sonata? I am. Okay. Wow, he had a way smaller role in this movie than I expected. Yeah. Um, in fact, Japan had a way smaller role in this movie. It was basically just the the prologue to the story, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which, I mean, maybe that was the trailers. Having yeah. him in a lot of it. And I thought he was actually going to be one of the bad guys. I think but, it's also just that, I'm, I, I would say we, but I'm not going to take away from the fact that you're a huge fan of his. Oh, he's great. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a fan of his. Yeah. But nothing compared to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was pretty sweet in this movie. I was not disappointed 
by uh, his short time. It was short, but sweet, you know? Yeah. And it was I say it's short, it was like 30 minutes of the movie. It was not short, but it's just a three-hour movie, so. And he had some good action beats as well. Oh, yeah. And the rest of the movie, like, they left Japan, and I was not disappointed. We got some sweet action, you know? Oh, yeah. That was awesome. The nunchucks I, are so good. I loved so much that when he wasn't using them, he would just put the nunchucks around yeah. his neck like a towel. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Oh, and one of my favorite parts about the second movie is at one point in the final fight in the museum, he runs into bullets, so he just takes his pistol and just chucks it yeah. into another guy's face. He does that like 70 times <laughs> in yeah. the fourth movie. It's so good. It's perfect. I just love watching him just take a chunk of metal and just yeet it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And that, that's that, that's what I'm talking about when I say, like, you know, they take the stuff that they've done before and they, they keep doing it. Like, there's that whole fight sequence uh, with with the nunchucks mm-hmm. in kind of that glass room. Yeah. Which is very much the end of three between, like, the neon lights. Yeah. And, you know, the body armor coming in and he has to hit mm-hmm. in specific places and stuff. And then they go... Above and beyond that, with stuff yeah. like the the fire rounds, the shotgun and stuff, I liked his daughter. Oh yeah, and kind of the story of that setup. And I think that if they're making another one, it will probably revolve around her. Yeah, which I'm not opposed to. Here's the thing: is so there's the end credit scene. Excellent, Ed. Which is awesome. So it's Kane going to visit his daughter, and then Akira shows up and whips out a knife, you know, like she's about to kill him because Kane is the one who killed her father. Yeah. Which is kind of a setup, a possible setup for a future movie. Here's the thing. If it's a movie about these two people, which means a Donnie Yen action movie, I'm there. I'm in the theater. (laughs) That'll be awesome. But I don't know if it will be. But I don't I, even know if it'll exist. I think I would prefer her having killed him at just after the camera ends, after that shot ends in the postcard scene, and then her on her various journeys elsewhere. Yeah. But they also might do nothing. So yeah, we'll see. What else did I love about this movie? Soundtrack was great. Love the action. Oh, final duel. The final duel is amazing. And I'll tell you what, I've never been more emotionally invested in anything in this movie. Yeah. Especially on both sides. Yeah. Where you're watching them walk their 30 paces away, and it's like, that was the point of the movie where I was like, I wonder if the artist is going to kill him. Yeah. And if they, that the announcement of the fifth one was a total decoy. Yeah. Because it's like, ah. Because if Donnie Yen lives, then he gets to go see his daughter. Good. If John Wick lives then he's free and he can have, like, a, a normal life again. And that's good. And you kind of want both equally. Yeah. But also they've said, like, before in the movie, they're like, the only freedom for you is death. That was the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And he goes, I know. Yeah. And they're talking about Sharon and his tomb, tombstone and everything. And John Wick says, loving husband, that's what I'd want on my tombstone. Yeah. Or gravestone. 
And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. But I didn't really think much of it. But for a brief second, I was like, interesting. But then I'm like, oh, maybe it's just a nice gesture. But then the duel happened. I'm like, oh, shoot. They might. And they did it. And they, oh, they played it so well. Where John Wick gets shot right through the gut. And you're like, that was only one shot. <laughs> that was in two. Yeah. And you're kind of like, what's going to happen here? And I'll tell you what. I actually thought that when they said fire, what I thought was going to happen is that John Wick was going to aim at Donnie Yen and then aim to the side and shoot Bill Skarsgård instead. Oh, yeah. And kill him. And I have no idea how those rules would have worked around that. But I liked that it was, he gets shot in the gut. And then Bill Skarsgård, in his cockiness, is like, I want to go, I'm going to do the final blow, give me the gun. And then John yeah. shoots him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, it was so good to watch him die. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That, he has been my most hated villain in all four movies. Like, the villain that I hated the most. Yeah. And felt the best about when they died. Yeah. He did it so well. Yeah. Like, let us not under understate how good it was that we hated them so much. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Sharon. Yes. And Lance Reddick, who died a week before this movie came out. Yeah. Crazy. That is. And we're watching the movie, and then his character dies like 10 minutes in, maybe a little more. And I went, wow. Yeah. Because they didn't re-edit the movie around it. There's no freaking way. No. They didn't have time to film any new scenes and put them into the movie or anything. So he was always going to die at the beginning, which is crazy. Yeah. And then the scene where the, when they're on the boat, I'm like, were they... I guess they were always just talking about how great he was in this scene. Yeah. I'm like, that's weird. That worked out that way. That yeah, worked it, out. It sucks. It Like... We haven't had the opportunity to talk about a movie where one of the actors has passed away so close to its release, because we've only been podcasting for three months, but, like, he's really good Yeah. in all the movies. Even in the first one, where he just speaks a couple times. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. This guy's the best. That guy, that guy knows what's up. <laughs> yeah. He's legit. Just the way he talks on the phone is very well put together and everything. Yeah. Loved having him fight in the third one. Even if him and John kind of went and fought in different places. Yeah. Like, I loved that character. And uh, from what I've heard, in real life, he was a really sick dude. Like, cool. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And uh, it's a bummer that, like, he doesn't get to do any more. I mean, to be, like, selfish and do the thing that, like, everyone does... It would have been cool to see him in, like, the MCU or in a DC movie, like, in a superhero universe. Like, what he could have done in there. Um, yeah, bummer, man. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, he's got these four movies for, like, people to remember him by. Oh, along with a ton of other stuff. Yeah. But he kills it. Oh, he's in the these best. four movies. He's awesome. Yeah. There's no moment that he's in that I don't like him. Yeah. And that's our thoughts on the John Wick movies. Yeah. They're all great. Now, we talked about this in the last episode. But our schedule for releasing episodes is that we've been doing the first and third 
Wednesday of each month. Now we're doing one that comes out this Wednesday because it's a fifth Wednesday of the month. Those only happen a couple times. And maybe next time we'll do something a little more unique, you know, less relevant to what's coming out or what we've just seen. Yeah. We'll see when we get there. But we will be doing an episode next week. If you come back next week, in honor of the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is coming out the day of the episode's release, which means that we won't have had a chance to see it before we record the episode, we're going to discuss video game movies, which will be exciting because, famously, most of them are really bad. <laughs> this will be the oh, most yeah. the most negative episode <laughs> that we'll have ever recorded. Yeah. Now, there are some pretty great ones Couple. as well. I have some that I think are really solid. Yeah. Even if some people disagree with me. So come back next week to hear us talk about that. And Luke, hit us with a send-off. <clears throat> All right. I'd like to leave everyone with a quote. In the words of John Wick. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Luke. And thank you, listener, for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us and the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter, or X, if you will, at Pod Screen Time to see some quick thoughts of ours regarding movies or shows. You can also follow us on Instagram, again, at Pod Screen Time, to see when our episodes drop and any extra visuals that we want to show off. You can also catch up with both of us individually on Letterboxd to catch our thoughts and reviews on the movies that we watch. You can find me at The Shininator, and you can find Luke at Shin Glassman. If you want to hear more of Luke, feel free to check out his other podcast, Toku Talk Radio, where he discusses tokusatsu and anime with his sister Hannah. And if you want even more of Luke, who can blame you, you can take yourself over to his YouTube channel, Shane Glassman, where you can watch his videos that range from reviews to tier lists. They really are a blast. Links to all these things are in the description of this episode, so head there to find those and stay connected with us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.